Hello there. Welcome to the Tribe of Nerds holiday episode where we will be talking about Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. We finally made it to the end of the prequels. Um, Super excited, Josh, Gabe, and I to discuss what honestly might be at least top three Star Wars movies, top two. I mean, I don't know how controversial that statement is going to be to some people, but we will see. Um, so, what are your guys' impressions rewatching Revenge of the Sith this time? It's pretty lit. Uh, the CGI wasn't always there, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Uh, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I think it moved a bit too quick at times, but like other than that... I can agree. I, 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 man, it's still one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of feels like they get off the whole, like, uh, space mission thing. They get on Coruscant. They do some random stuff. Palpatine says some weird stuff. Anakin's like, ew, no, gross. Dark side, <laughs> ew, yuck. And then, like, maybe 45 minutes later, he's, he's like, so about this uh, dark powers to save loved ones thing. <laughs> And it just kind of goes downhill from there. But it's, like, really good. The acting, like, dynamic between the two leads is, like, it's it's a game changer. I'm telling you. Acting is amazing in this movie, and we'll get yeah. to that. Josh, what's your thought? What were your thoughts on the rewatch? I, this always jumps back and forth on my um, list of favorite Star Wars movies that always flip-flops with episode five for the number one and number two slot mm-hmm. but i completely agree with gabe there are times where it just it moves way too quickly but like it gives a lot of content which is always what people at least star wars fans are always yelling about like what do you want more and george lucas from episode three was like did you say you want more <laughs> he just started like throwing everything in there he's like fuck it you want a droid that coughs you, you, you want to uh, you want anakin to be like cool now and have a face scar do you want all this and we're like oh my god man you gotta calm down but like i love the movie mm-hmm. it has some sour spots but mostly i think it's a really good movie it makes sense why it's like one of the highest rated mm-hmm. at least when it comes to especially when it comes to the prequels but like (laughs) yeah this was just like a good movie i'm still not a fan of all cgi clones yeah it's like i i just want like especially when you see them in the mandalorian like there are times when they cgi the clones because it's like too dangerous for a person to actually be there Mm -hmm. but like when you can have someone in armor there Put someone in armor there because it looks so much better. Like I, the CGI was like from time to time it was good, it was bad. Mm-hmm. But like the clones were the worst part of the CGI for me. I love watching people flip because it's just the fakest shit ever. <laughs> like, it, it, you could totally tell. You're like, oh, that was definitely CGI. Like, like Count Dooku no, flipping. <laughs> no, you're like, there's no way around that. And like, especially in like the Palpatine fighting scenes. Yeah. Like most of that was CGI, but like the Anakin Obi-Wan fight is metal. <gasps> Duel of yeah. the Fates coming back was metal. The Yoda fight with Palpatine was something. And like most, oh my God, the part that gets me the most is when Yoda is standing there sensing Order 66. Yes. Which also, yeah, I didn't even bring up my favorite fucking scene of the whole series order 66 man execute um, order so 66. as people remember i am not a fan of jedi so but <laughs> as a kid when i'm watching these like oh my god these space wizards get slaughtered i was like bro fuck it up man that's kind of just sitting there like dark side dark side <laughs> <laughs> like it's very sad. It's, I love it, though. The music is beautiful. Yes. Anakin Frail, beautiful song. I listen to that, like, every day just because I'm weird. But, like, everything about that scene was just so good. And, like, the fact that all of the clones just immediately switched 
And some of the subtle details put in that, like, you don't really think about it, but when you notice it, you're like, wow, that is really sad. Like, um, I can't remember the Jedi's name, but on Felucia. Aosakura. Yes. When they, like, shoot her. Yeah. And then they just keep blasting her because they just want her to die as quickly as possible so she doesn't have to suffer. That was sad. And, like, watching Plo Koon die, sad. Plo Koon was awesome. the tall Lego brick head die. Coyote Mundi. Yeah. The one with the really big head. (laughs) Um, So it's Andy. But it's... No, it's... But it's, yeah, it's just watching him, like, just get murked right on the bridge. Like, you can imagine how confused the droids were. Like, uh, are they shooting their own people? The droids probably just gave up. They're like, I fucking that. Like, right. Well, they're killing their own people. I don't want to see what they're going to do to us, bro. I, I, I surrender. Roger, Roger. <laughs> like, whatever the hell they got to say. But, like, yeah, it's, oh, my gosh. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. Obviously, like, every time you watch it, you see more things you like, you see more things you don't like, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, still one of my favorites, all up. Yeah, 100%, I agree with all that, and just, like, Order 66, no pun intended, is executed very well, um, and just, like, you see that scene, Kiati Mundi gets killed first in that, that we see... And you just see the clones just, like, stop and get ready to blast him. And he's like, hey, come on. And he's like, wait, what are you doing? And then he's just completely caught off guard as they blast him. Like, that's very... Oh, yeah, that part's always so sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into this casting. Um, I think when everybody everybody that wants this Kenobi series, they love Ewan McGregor because of Revenge of the Sith. So let's talk Obi-Wan Kenobi here. I just... His quips and just wittiness in this movie are top tier and i love his dynamic with hayden christensen in this movie like another happy landing yeah <laughs> uh so uncivilized <laughs> the chancellor has clouded your mind and then adam corbin's like word up <laughs> he like really lends himself to the role though like yeah for, like a blockbuster space opera franchise that is star wars I think he's just, like, a powerhouse. Like, Obi-Wan has, like, a lot of character in this. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, I, everyone's going to be happy to see him back, I think. Agreed. Um, what kills me about you in an episode three is the scene where he, like, fillets Anakin. And then mm-hmm. he just has to sit there. Like, well, stand there. He's standing. He just stands there <laughs> staring at Anakin like, burning alive yeah and he's just yelling at him like that felt a little harsh to me oh like i understood it but it was like i was like oh my god bro like you could at least like move him up a couple inches like damn yeah that scene still messes me up yeah and it's been like it's emotional or something since it came out right you were the chosen one you were my brother anakin like half of it is obviously like anakin you know just something and then the other half is like Obi-Wan, like you can really tell. So the the acting chops takes this movie from like I don't know, it just makes it so much better. Agreed. I, even like when you read the comics and stuff, because like I don't read too many of the comics, but sometimes people post them online and it makes me like really sad because there's one where it was like what Obi-Wan was thinking while staring at Anakin just like burning on the hill. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, I looked into his eyes, and all I saw was a scared little boy who wanted to save the ones he loved. I was like, don't fuck with me, man. Like, don't God, say so that. It's so tragic. It's so sad, because, like, we know Anakin did horrible things, but he had such pure intentions at the beginning. Like, it was right. sad. He understood where he was coming from, because we all have, like, people that we love, and we know that one day they are going to pass. And it's horrible, because we know there's nothing we can do about it. But, like, in this fictional universe, there is something he can do about it. And he wants to learn that power. So, like, we can understand why he was so invested and, like, how easy it is for him to change sides just because, like, he was told that if he switches to this side, he can save people from dying. And he's like, I had a vision that Padme died. Last time I had this vision, my mom died. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I guess a couple things, we'll get right into Hayden's acting as well, but like, so a couple things I wanted to mention, I think you can see it with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and just like, a lot of these actors just seem to enjoy this, being in this movie so much, and that's what carries the movie is like all the great acting and the, and the enjoyment that these actors are having, um, and the other thing, I did want to mention this, because we'll be talking about Anakin in a set, more in a second, um, that scene where uh, Obi-Wan's getting ready to leave to go uh, kill Grievous on Utapah, and you have Obi-Wan in, like, outside, and then you have Anakin inside in, like, the shadows, that's supposed to be, like, and Obi-Wan says, goodbye, old friend, and that's the last time he sees Anakin, like, as his friend and his brother. Right. And so Anakin yeah. in the shadows is symbolizing, like, he is turning to the dark side, and Obi-Wan's here on the light side as the hero, and that's just such good, like, symbolism and, like, such a good, such a good line, well-thought-out line uh, by George Lucas to put that in there. Um, oh, yeah. I, I love, like, the first act of the movie. Well, I love the entire movie, but, like, mm -hmm. you definitely see Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, as friends slash, you know, companions just, like, one last time before just everything changes right and that's what i like about the movie you see you see you still see their dynamic like up until like you know an hour i don't know like right it's like, like, the, like that. it's like the last hour and a half and then you get yeah um so let's talk about Hayden Christensen, and I have said that Hayden, we said it last in, in the Attack of the Clones, besides a few, like, bad writing choices for dialogue, but Hayden is, like, I love the emotions that Hayden conveys as Anakin in this movie. Like, you really get to see how much he's, uh, how much Anakin as a character is, like, holding in and how much anger is being channeled. Like, it's, it's so great. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the floodgates kind of opened with his acting and just, like, all those emotions he's capable of portraying. So, like, I really don't think anyone has the right to, like, shit on Hayden Christensen mm -hmm. as, yeah, it, it's good. Everything, like, you could have ever asked for, he did it in episode three, and I think he's a very competent actor. Um, yeah. And you can, you know... It's, it's just really good. You can, he portrays every emotion he needs to well, you know? Right. Josh? I friggin' love Hayden Christensen in this movie. As a kid, it really just took me by storm. Because mm -hmm. when I say kid, I mean, like, I was around, like, eight years old when I actually started, like, watching at least the prequels, because they were most recent. Right. So I would see it in stores like, oh, look, it's Darth Maul, and like stuff <laughs> like that. So like I watched this one as a, like a kid, and I was like, uh, this is not a kid's movie. Like the first two, you could tell, like they're more family-friendly. This one was just like dark and gothic. <laughs> like there's a lot of family-friendly moments, but like there's also some moments where I'm like, damn. Like I wouldn't, damn. <laughs> like I, I couldn't stop. It's like, this is not for me. Like, yeah. come turn this off. This is not a kid's movie. Oh, so, so fun fact. When I first saw this as a kid, um, there the scene where Anakin kills the younglings or where it's implied that he's going to murder them, um, right. my, my uh, parents heard that he killed children. And so, like, my first time watching this was with my mom and dad, and they were told to skip past this. They didn't want me to see the scene of him killing the younglings. So the first time I watched this, they skipped right through the scene where it doesn't even show him killing the younglings. So it was just like... <laughs> that was my first interaction with this movie, is Pete parents finding out it was so dark that... Oh, man. It's... It, it's just great, um, and I mean, it's it's sad, but you knew it was going to happen because you knew Anakin was becoming Darth Vader, so um, we'll move on to, I think, the uh, big person who enjoyed this movie, being in this movie, Ian McDiarmid as Palpatine. I just... Oh. 
He's so perfect. I mean, we can say as many of his lines an hour, we can save it for the prequel memes section. <laughs> Do it. Kill him now. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> Everyone knows this guy is Palpatine. Yeah. But it's still really entertaining to see him, like, slinking around the screen and, like, <laughs> Like, it's fun to think that some of the smart characters we've seen are like complete morons and somehow don't realize <laughs> yeah. that like, hey, this is the guy controlling everything. The one that's literally telling me what to do right now. Yeah. Like, get him. And Anakin's like, this is my friend. So I will do what he says. <laughs> Even he's like, it's not the Jedi way. And all Palpatine says is, do it. And then he's like, fuck, I his head. Like, you see some gnarly lightsaber stuff from this guy, even though he like, Ditches it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the I am the Senate. Spin. Uh, he ditches his red yeah. lightsaber, but God, his lightsaber though, just like every, all the, all the scenes with him fighting with you know Mace and butchering those other two unnamed Jedi. That was Three. Sick. Well, he bur- he butchered Kit Three. Fisto, and then he butchered the other two before that. <laughs> Him. I'm gonna get this. It was supposed to be stronger than that. He just dies in three seconds. Yeah, rip. Rip kept this As much as a, as much of a meme it is, he he really do be like pretty sinister though. Like, oh yeah. By the time you reach like the latter half of the movie, like by the time he's all like wrinkling shit, like <laughs> it's so good. Like he's. You shall be known as Darth. <laughs> <laughs> you shall be known as Darth. He has to get that grunt in there, but no, it's, get that. it's so good. And he straight up murders Mace. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Unlimited power. No. Yeah, no. Just like, we're like, hey, lightning. Just Ian McDermott hamming it up, too. I mean, there's the scenes when he's just, like, laughing with glee as he's uh, as he's fighting with Yoda. Like, it's just so good. I think I sent the group chat a meme as soon as uh, Boba Fett came back. Spoiler for Mandalorian. <laughs> but, like, I think I sent a meme. Into the- no, it was when they announced Hayden Christensen being cast in the new anime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Obi-Wan show. Because I just sent... I, it was either only Baruki or in the Star Wars chat. It was just, <laughs> I have waited a long time for this. Baruki's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just so good. I mean, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll put the prequel memes. We'll say these prequel memes again when we get to that section because it's just so wonderful. About the fighting scene with the three Jedi, I think that actually it was said, I don't know if it's like officialized or anything, mm. but I think it was said or rumored that like the what Palpatine did, he was like, <laughs> like jumps towards the Jedi. Apparently it was like a Sith scream that yeah. like just, it kind of like just messes with your mind when you're using it in combat. So like he, he basically just fucked up the Jedi's mind, so it was kind of just like, oh my god, it kind of just threw him off, and mm-hmm. that's why he was able that? to take him out so easily. I, Where'd you read that? I think I read it on, like, a Star Wars fan page on Instagram. Okay, because that definitely sounds like something they'd add in, like, after the movie. Like, yeah, he, he could kill five Jedi. He did it because he was good at yelling. to be honest it's just i i would believe it i mean palpatine's that powerful that he can just like it makes sense because like literally two of them just stand there and palpatine just kills both of them immediately who the fuck are you yelling at (laughs) (laughs) really just walks right through him yeah. Please, don't kill me. Uh, Undo me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so. That's another instance of him just hamming it up, and it's so great. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, just like there was a there's the scene when 
Oh, uh, Palpatine tells Anakin that he's a Sith Lord in his chambers, and there's, like, if you look closely, so I found this out as well, uh, Ian McDiarmid decided to improvise, he was, uh, he has his hand in one of his sleeves, and he's, like, secretly playing with his lightsaber, to, like, so if Anakin basically, like, refuses or, like, tries to kill him, Palpatine's gonna be ready to strike back, like, immediately, um, so, like... That's crazy, I did not know that. Yeah, so, like, it fits the character of, like, it's so cool. Like, Palpatine, he has backup plans for his backup plans here at this point. Like, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. And just the fact that he's planned out over the past, like, what, 15 years through the prequels of, like, just what he's going to do, how he's going to accomplish this, and, like, through the Clone Wars and just everything else is, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, even though the prequels didn't always deliver, like, hypothetically, like, these are, like, pretty good like they're they're mapped out recently mm-hmm. like you know it's it had to take three movies to illustrate what how the team did and how he did it right so and he did it fucking brilliantly <laughs> I oh was gonna yeah say, like if Ad- anakin hadn't if he didn't like flip at the last second like yeah i feel like you know things wouldn't have ended up the way they did Right, and I mean... If he didn't intervene with Mace. Right, and I mean, the great thing is, though, like, Palpatine even knows, like, Mace and Anakin don't get along. Like, Mace has been the one that has been shutting Anakin down, like, this entire time. It kind of pisses me off how mean Mace is to Anakin. Like, no wonder he cut your fucking hand off. (laughs) Like, he kind of deserved it after just, like, shitting on him constantly. He's like, how do we know that he's the one in the prophet? And like everyone else is like, Master, we think this is the guy. Mace Windu's like, I don't believe it for a goddamn second. Right, Mace, just shut up and go with it. And even then he's like, We allow you to be on the council, but we do not grant you to face the master. Take a sip, young Skywalker. It's like the best. They Take all a know sip. that Anakin's like the strongest fucking one. Literally, has the highest on that council. Yeah, well, and and Palpatine even like he sends him to the council, knowing that Anakin's gonna get rejected. Like it's so well planned out. Like he's he's just playing this long con game, and he knows exactly what pieces to play oh, and yeah. what what not. Um, so yeah, let's let's. I guess we can just lean into Sam Jackson here, and I know like. So, like, with Mace Windu, I mean, also his fighting style. The reason he's able to stand up to Palpatine is because uh, Mace Windu channels some of the dark side of the Force. Like, that's the only reason why he's able to stand up to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's like, okay, I got this, guys. I'm going to sentence him. Electric. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I freaking love Pal- Pal- well, I love Palpatine. <laughs> I love Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Everything about like that character is like really sweet. I'm glad he was utilized a little more in this one because mm-hmm. it's, it's a very it's a very welcomed presence. I love seeing the dude on screen. We don't get a lot of like we get like I don't know like five minutes of fighting from him right. before he's like booted off the building. But also knowing that his lights like his hilt for his lightsaber has bad motherfucker inscribed in it makes him as a Jedi just so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously they can't show it and the kids won't see it, but like it'd be kind of funny if later on, like in some R rated Star Wars show, they find Mace's hilt and they see it just like inscribed in it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, swearing is canon in Star Wars. <laughs> well, we know it was almost canon in the MCU with Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. <laughs> like the anytime Sam Jackson is just he's involved now with two major franchises. Like it's just it's crazy. Um, so. Yeah, and I mean, we made the bold prediction, if you've listened to the Mandalorian episodes, we made the bold prediction that Sam Jackson was going to show up, <laughs> and that didn't happen, but um, something better did, but still. Um, let's move on. Uh, Natalie Portman is Padme, and I still like Natalie Portman's acting. I think this is my favorite role she's done that I've seen so far. 
Um, at least, I, I will say, at least between Star Wars and uh, the MCU, I like her better in Star Wars right now. Um, and I just, I think that she does, she acts really well. And, I mean, you, like, you have the scene with her dying while she's giving birth. Like, I thought that was a really well-acted scene from her. Mm-hmm, totally. She's she's pretty good in this movie as a whole, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some people don't like her. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's fine. But, like, she's, she's pretty good in this movie. And, you know, like, all the stuff on Mustafar and just right. throughout the movie, it's, it's really good. Right. And, I mean, like... Like, the, the line that the uh, medical droid gives is like, oh, she's lost the will to live. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a stupid line, but, like, has nothing to do with Natalie Portman herself in, uh, in this movie. It's just a stupid line they threw in to ex- try to explain why the hell she's dying right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Josh, you have anything to say on Natalie Portman? Oh. She is, as was mentioned, how people tend to hate on her. Mm -hmm. She's pretty good. Like, I liked her. She was Mm -hmm. a character that I actually admired. Mm -hmm. Same with Bail Organa. Mostly because, like, I'm a big politics guy. Mm -hmm. I kind of always have been. So, like, seeing space politics was, number one, funny as fuck. And number two, just, I loved it. Because especially knowing that, like, how, well, they had a Senate. And I'm like, wait a minute, we have the Senate. That's mm-hmm. kind of chill. And, like, watching the politics of how the Empire came, it was actually pretty interesting to me. Like, obviously, it started in Episode 2 when, um, I believe Episode 2 is when Chancellor Palpatine is given the special powers, because that's when he has that stupid-ass haircut. Yeah. And he loves <laughs> And like, Jar Jar. Yeah, Jar Jar. Me, I want to grant. But, like, yeah, the po- politics of Star Wars, especially in the prequels, was I loved it. Especially mm-hmm. because it shows how, like, how did he become emperor? Like, how would he let someone get that much power? Right. And now we see, like, it was out of fear. And, like, Natalie Portman's role in that Senate, especially for her, her role with Naboo, like, being their queen. Right. It's interesting because, like, you're seeing all these planets where, like, they have royal families, but it's just like, oh, yeah, the people in those royal families are just a member of the Galactic Senate. Like, they are still in a Senate. They don't get to just do whatever they want. They are still under a main control. And it's really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And I loved how they played it. Like, every time the Senate was up, I freaked out. Palpatine's speech to the Senate was beautiful. It was basically just the State of the Union. I thought it was so funny mm-hmm. for that comparison. But, like, yeah, her character's really strong. You could tell that, like, especially in the scene where uh, C-3PO kind of shows up, he's like, um, the Jedi Temple record showed that Anakin came back to the temple. Mm-hmm. So she, like, truly starts having a breakdown. Yes. That Anakin's dead, and then... She finds out to what to her is even worse than if Anakin died. He joined the dark side and she was trying to talk him out of it. And then Obi-Wan snuck on the ship. So like she was like, no, this is not what I wanted. And then he choked her ass. And then she died because she lost the will to live, I guess, like some Romeo and Juliet <laughs> shit. And I still don't think Anakin just should have like crush her windpipe or something yeah because that's such a half-ass reason but yeah she right. lost the will to live my fate i have a meme where it was like um it was of the robot and it was like for unknown reasons we're losing her and obi-wan's like she's dying and it switches back to the robot it's like what did i just say you stupid fuck no i'm lying to you for fun and it's just like <laughs> the robot going off on obi-wan for being like obviously stupid when the robot just said we are losing her but yeah like, either way it was a beautiful scene when she gave birth to mm-hmm. not so much from obi-wan's view because that homie was looking straight down the hole like <laughs> i in that scene i looked and that ass like i think it's Bill or obi-wan is like staring 
straight at her private parts. And I'm like, homie, can you like turn around? Yeah. Like boss, something okay. like can you <laughs> like the baby yeah. is over here. You don't have to <laughs> you don't they didn't you don't have to watch, bro. Like, yeah. You can just see them when they're out. And like her naming the babies was really cute, but also sad. And the saddest part of this movie was Natalie Portman's uh Queen Amidala's funeral. That yes. was one of the, other than Order 66, that was one of the saddest parts. The music is also beautiful. It kills me that at the same time that they're showing Padme's funeral, they're jumping back and forth, especially with yes. Padme's funeral and the birth, and then it's jumping back and forth with Anakin dying and us getting the creation of Darth Vader, yes. which was truly like, it was beautiful. It's like you see Padme dying, and you also see that, like, truly, Anakin and Padme both died. Like, Vader was never the same right. after she was gone. And we can tell that the minute that he asks, where the fuck is Padme? Palpatine's like, well, hate to tell you, homie, but your girl done bit the bullet. And Vader just gets pissed, crushes, like, everything in the room. Yeah. And then I love looking in the background when you just see Palpatine smirking. Like, oh, hey, yeah. He knows, he, he knows that... destroying my robots. And Vader's like, I'm gonna knock your ass out. You watch what you say, bro. But like, yeah, beautiful. I love Natalie Portman. Wow, I went on a rant. She's a beautiful part of this movie. She inter- She is the reason that episode three is so beautiful and that mm. everything happens. So truly, I'm gonna blame the Empire on Padme. It's like, if it wasn't for her... Vader would have never switched to the dark side. Granted, he's the moron for, like, actually switching just because, like, Palpatine told him, like, hey, I might, might yeah. be able to save your girlfriend. And then he's like, okay, let's do it. And Palpatine, like, pulled a psych on his ass. Oh, like, yeah. I don't have that power. But together we can figure it out. And Vader's like, you lying mother... Like, you could just oh, tell. Yeah. Even through the mask, you could just tell, like, he just wants to kill him. And, like, one of the final sh- um, shots being, like, the boom, 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 boom. And it's just Tarkin, Vader, and Palpatine staring out the window of a, uh, like, kind of early on Star Destroyer with their early on TIE fighters flying around. And they're watching the beginning of the Death Star. Yes. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful shot, especially with just Vader standing there right next to Palpatine. Oh, wonderful shots in this movie. Whoever direct, I can't remember who directed it, but beautiful cinematography. Was it wasn't it George Lucas, or did he hire somebody else for this movie? I thought he hired someone else for it. I'll look it up. Okay, um, I can move on. Uh, we mentioned uh, Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith. I actually really like Bail Organa in this movie. Um, oh, shit. The director was George Lucas. <laughs> he was like, I'll boot my damn self. Everyone's complaining about the first two. I thought, I thought that it was George Lucas. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Smith's Organa is pretty cool. And, I mean, obviously he gets a bit more to do because he adopts Leia and, you know, takes her to Algeron and... Uh, you know, we see, I love the scene where he comes to the temple and the clones are like, uh, there's been, there's, uh, been an accident. It's not safe for you to be here. It's time for you to go. And then he just watches the Padawan get slaughtered. That's a beautiful <laughs> scene. Like, in he's terms, like, no! He yeah. just gets in his fucking hover car and flies off and the clones are like, well, he's gone. Yeah, Lord. let, let him go. <laughs> well, cause like they... They aren't supposed to kill a member of the Senate. Like, they're given instructions to just kill the Jedi. They can't kill a senator because it would piss Palpatine off. Let him go. And then he's just out of there. I'm like, bro, yeah. Because I I didn't even think about that until, like, now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they can't kill a member of the Senate because then they're going to see that, like, this was a siege of power. Right. So they have to only kill the Jedi. I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. The clones yeah. actually get kind of scary in this one, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the like, way that they just switch, just like that, like, that was terrifying to me when I was younger. Like, oh, yeah. They're cool. Like, clones are cool, right? Like, you know, like, in episodes two and half of three, and obviously <laughs> the entirety of Clone Wars and shit. Yeah. 
but it's kind of scary when they turn into Jedi killers. Like, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and we get Tamira Morrison a little bit with Commander Cody, which is pretty cool. Um, but um, I guess then let's move on to the, like the minor roles or like appearances in this movie. Let's talk Matthew Wood as Grievous. He's the voice of General Grievous, and as a kid, I've always loved General Grievous just appearance-wise, and when he just says, I've been trained in your Jedi arts by Count Dooku, oh, and then you just get the four, four arms and four lightsabers, and it, it, he's just like, attack Kenobi. One of my favorite scenes of all time, ever since I've seen that, just like... Yeah, and he's just spinning. Like, oh, shit. The sound when his sabers are hitting the ground. Oh, they're so good. The whirlwind thing. Yep. Hearing that yeah. in Battlefront 2 is always, like, one of the scariest parts of my day. Because I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, the, the, the voice performance is, like, obviously pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think they put a little bit of love into the CGI uh, animation for Grievous. Because he looks a little... He looks a little better than some of the others. I oh think. yeah, he like, looks amazing actually in this movie. I yeah, mean, yeah. So I, he, he looks he looks pretty passable. This is the only he movie just, he's like, in, right? Yeah, because yeah, so. he's only in this, and then he's in the Clone Wars, obviously. But um, yeah, Clone Wars was so good. Yeah, especially I, his attack on Dathomir. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. Gosh, Grievous is always a guy who's like, you know what? He's pretty fucking scary. Like, even if you take away his whole droid army, if, number one, if, like, an eight-foot fucking robot with four lightsabers was approaching, I'd be scared no matter what. But, like, even if he didn't have his lightsabers, like, this super tall droid is just marching towards you, coughing, so you know that part of him him is living. And I'm just (laughs) like, oh, my God, man, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, Grievous is terrifying, but he's so good in this movie. Because, like, oh, yeah. also, when you have a robot, you can do anything. Like, my favorite scene is when he gets sucked out in this space. Oh, yeah, you lose, he, like, Kenobi. Punch out that light. They punch out the uh, window, and, like, he just fucking grapples back onto the ship and pulls himself in, then hops in an escape pod and blows the fuck, gets out of there. Beautiful. He was such and a he... badass in this movie, even when he's, like... It will be a matter of time until the Jedi know we are here. I am sending you to the Moose Department. Like he was, he was actually pretty smart. Yeah, he was killing me. Like, dude, this guy is like, he was kind of other than Palpatine because Palpatine was kind of the hidden daddy of this movie. Right, Grievous was the main one, and he did a great job as the main villain. Like he was truly like a threat. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be nearly as menacing if the voice actor didn't deliver. The voice actor was, like, really good in this. Ooh, so. yeah. Oh, my God, he's the But no, best. I cared about, like, I gave enough of a shit about Grievous, like, up until he died. Like, it was a good, good character. And that sound of when Obi-Wan shoots him, like, five times and you just hear <laughs> Grievous just, like, dying and just... Yeah. Yeah, well, um, funny thing about the, his coughing, though, so two things, actually... So Wasn't one thing, it George Lucas? yeah. So as George Lucas, uh, coughing was like what they used for Grievous's coughing, oh, and yeah. yeah. And the other thing was apparently, um, I don't know how canon it is, but the reason why Grievous coughs. So in the two D Clone Wars series, apparently they have Mace Windu crushes Grievous's like parts together, and that's why he can't stop coughing is because his like his parts and like his armor is like crushed together. That's, That's sick. Yeah, so like it's 2D Grievous is still like fucking horrifying too. If you've ever I know I know that we did in the media room one time, but like when yeah. we just sat down and watched the like 2D animated Clone Wars. And Grievous just that jumps was some down superior and art, man. And like Grievous was horrifying in that. Especially like I know there's a scene where he tosses his lightsabers in the air, jumps, catches them with his fucking feet, and then it's like walking on his hands and fighting with his legs. I was like, what is this? Like, who, so who good. is this brilliant to think of this man's? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, just seeing him crawl like a spider, and I watched you play the new Battlefront 2, and when you can control Grievous just moving towards you like a spider, that'd be terrifying. Oh, it's, yeah, I'd shit my <laughs> pants, man. Like, that's some scary shit. 
So, um, we'll rank Grievous shortly. Let's finish with this cast, and then we'll do some world building, and we'll finish with a little bit of prequel memes before the rankings. Um, uh, Christopher Lee appears for, like, five minutes as Count Dooku. I mean, um, I think a fun Just thing... Just live kind of part, he dies. Yeah, and so apparently, like, obviously you see it with the flip, but apparently I think they had to CGI uh, Christopher Lee's head onto a stunt double's body for the whole fight, because uh, Christopher Lee couldn't move that fast, so okay. like they. Um, I was wondering how the fuck he was moving that fast. It's like, bro, this guy was like what seventy at the time. I, mean, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so like it's it's. I think the effects of that are good because it it feels kind of seamless. And if you didn't know that, like that's like it's cool to find that out and like realize yeah. that. But you wouldn't know that. No, they otherwise. don't. Sometimes, sorry, they don't put as You're much gonna... notice into some of the CGI than other, like, scenes. Because, like, one of the things that always bothers me is, like, yeah, you're, just, you're like, I didn't know that either. So, like, mm. that CGI is brilliant. But, like, the CGI in the scene of Commander Cody talking to Obi-Wan before he climbs on the wall with that fucking lizard. Barking like, lizard. his head moves around so much, and it looks so bad. But, like, once mm -hmm. the helmet goes on it looks actually good. Mm -hmm. But also, like, when you see clones, like, running or moving at all, they look dumb as fuck. Like, there's, <laughs> in the background of episode three, if you watch in the background, while Obi-Wan and um, Cody are talking, it might even be when Cody gets a call from Alpine, like, mm -hmm. in the background, there's a clone, like, crouched kind of like a call of duty game but he is still like moving forward and he looks so stupid and i was like okay this is why you need like people in suits that's why you shouldn't just like make people out of cgi you should have someone in a costume there to copy it's mm -hmm. like then you get shit like that and in the but get a medical capsule immediately yes sir right away when you watch them run away they look dumb as hell man yeah like, <laughs> this is like a shitty hitman game like it's when oh the bugs God. just glitch out and your characters are like just dumb i'm like come on man this is like these are some scenes that you should have put like serious attention into or like you should have just thought it out better like i completely understand if they're like no this is how it works since episode two we're gonna repeat it i get that but also like at least just have one model in the suit to go off of right like not just drawings have a model in a suit or else we're not gonna believe it because it's not something that could actually happen right um yeah we'll get to that more in our rankings um we've got frank oz's yoda um just having yoda fight palpatine is amazing in this movie i think cgi yoda especially in this one looks really freaking good <laughs> <laughs> good in CGI I do <laughs> good relations with the Wookiees I have <laughs> going to chop these little clones heads up I am <laughs> Chewbacca carry me to my ship you will you hairy fuck or hairy fuck you are jeez um yeah um then we, of course, got Chewbacca's Peter Mayhew, and just seen Chewbacca in this before the events of, like, Solo and the original trilogy. It's cool seeing him here and bringing him into the main Skywalker saga before that, and seeing Kashyyyk. And, I mean, like, when the Wookiees go all Tarzan and blow up that droid ship, like... That, that was so sick. Yeah. When they're, like, in the little, like, wooden plane, and there's yeah. someone on the back like... That's cool. Um... But yeah, and let's talk about the world building. We got Mustafar that looks awesome. Like, 2005, the fact that they made Mustafar look as good as they did, like, it's crazy. Um, it looks... It looks believable, and just, like, as soon as you saw Mustafar, and it's like, okay, well, this is gonna have something to do with how Anakin ends up in the suit. <laughs> so. And then, like, Rogue... Rogue One bringing back Mustafar and like that's the one planet that the movie takes you to where they don't give you a like kind of title card a little bit for like what planet it is because there are times they were like this planet 
Mm-hmm. This planet. This planet. And then you get to the moon's part, the movie's just like, what? They're like, sorry, I thought you were going to tell me what planet we're at. They're like, no, just wait. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sorry, sorry, bro, sorry, sorry. And like, yeah, Mustafar is like, it's, even, I think they brought it back in episode nine, which like, you know, we shit on that movie a lot. But like, <laughs> bro, it looks good. Like, Mustafar's always, after it was introduced in three, it's been one of my favorite planets. Because like, I'm always one for like, gothic style. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes with like, lava and magma. Like, bro, sign me the fuck up. So, like, every time you take me to Mustafar, I have just fallen in love all over again because I know how good it is. It makes the fight at the end, like, all the more better. Perfect setting. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing some crazy shit, too. Yeah. Um, And I love how Vader, like, eats with that planet because that is where he, like, lost himself. It kills me, but, like, that's... And really, like, to think about it, it's kind of like the last time he lost as Vader. Because, like, every other time, like, even when he loses a fight, he wins overall. Like, he did some serious damage that they can't recover from. So, like, he's just, he's a straight G. Like, he's just fucking everybody up. And he's just the best. He does not lose. My man's never taken an L after getting all of his limbs chopped off and like it it shows and i love how he just meditates in this place where he holds so much hatred right because it's where he like lost himself it's where he last saw padme it's where like a bunch of stuff took place and he's just like fuck it i'm gonna be mad here right and i mean we get uh him killing the uh separatist leaders like viceroy gun right here as well <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, Utapa and Kashyyyk are also really cool. I mean, Utapa's sinkholes, and that's also a great setting for Grievous, the Grievous fight. Um, so, yeah, um... So, let's get to some prequel memes that we may have missed. I mean, uh, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? Like, man, I mean, that... It's sad that the younglings die, but... (laughs) I mean, it's a source... It's it's a source of so many memes. (laughs) Um, uh, And, uh... And the scene, I guess, when Obi-Wan tells Padme that Anakin killed younglings, uh, I think Ewan McGregor actually covers his mouth, not because, like, that was in the scripts. Uh, I think it was because he couldn't stop himself from laughing at that line, so he had to cover his... That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, so he had to cover his mouth to make sure that he wasn't caught laughing on camera. That's ridiculous. Um, But it worked. Yeah, and then um, just some other great memes. We've kind of mentioned all of them. You know, I am the Senate. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, and of course, uh, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Josh, did you... um, Love him. This is where the fun begins. Yes. (laughs) I've seen that in, like, so many funny-ass memes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Uh... Josh, did you want to recite the entire tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> oh, I want to recite that, and I also want to recite all of Palpatine's speech. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Let me look it up. Go for it. Okay, it's an Urban Dictionary. <laughs> urban Dictionary. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but it actually is, like, top definition, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> That's so good. I love how the first part of it just says a story that the Jedi would not tell you. Right. That's how they define it, basically. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. I want to read it in, like, Palpatine's voice. Do it. Like, Chancellor. Do it. Do it. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wine? I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith. No power 
powerful and so wise, he could use the force to influence the midichlorians to create he had such a knowledge of the dark side that he could even keep the ones he cared about from being. The dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities. Some consider to be unnatural. He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of losing was his power, which eventually, of course, Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his... It's ironic. He could save others from him. Not himself. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, declaration of a new order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty good. Oh my god, bro. It's like a whole ass speech. Like, it's way longer than the one in the movie, bro. You can just read the parts from the movie, and <laughs> that's pretty much the gist of it. Okay, let me find it. Okay. Yes, this is indicative of where Palpatine's gonna end up in our rankings, by the way. <laughs> I'm looking on the Wikipedia, so, like, it has, like, everything. <laughs> oh, the full text of Palpatine's glorious speech. That's what it says. <laughs> the attempt of my life has left me scarred and deformed. But my resolve has never been greater. The remaining Jedi will be hunted down and defeated. Wait for clapping from the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> just come in. He comes in again, and the man's is just. The Republic will be reorganized into the first Galactic Empire. The <laughs> fuck. <laughs> one of the, uh, the freaking uh, like seats or like balconies is just Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> like, yeah. I love like the balcony with just like all the. It's just the species from ET, and they're like, ah! oh yeah, is that an Easter egg? Because didn't they yep. put ET species in like the Star Wars Senate? I'm pretty sure that is actually an Easter yep. egg. <laughs> yeah, he's in the, uh, you can actually, I think it's episode three, you can actually see the E.T. species sitting in one of the, uh, little old Senate booths. Like, that's what I was like, ah, no Palpatine! <laughs> They're just like, hey, homie! Yeah, well, actually, we did miss a couple prequel memes before we hit into the rankings. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> oh my god, how do we forget that? Oh, we need, okay. Uh, Baruki, do you know the lines for Obi-Wan between, uh, the speech where it's like Anakin and Obi-Wan arguing on Moose? Oh, um... I have it all remembered. I know part of it. It's like, uh, my... I have brought peace! Freedom! freedom justice, justice! And security to my new empire. empire! Your new Your empire! empire. <laughs> Don't make me kill Do you. And again, my allegiance is to the Republic, to, to democracy. democracy. If you're not with me, then, then you're my enemy. enemy. Only a Sith feels an absolute. <laughs> I will do what I must. You will You'll try. <laughs> God. He <laughs> <laughs> just took the fucking backflip across the. So, after the high ground, we get, you underestimate my power. Don't try it. Don't <laughs> try it. <laughs> uh, you are the chosen one. You are meant... <laughs> God. Okay, I think that's enough of the prequel memes. I think we can move into the rankings. I think we've said as much of them. We might be forgetting a few, but I think we've hit all the big ones. 
Um, That's what she said. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Paul Pacino's a villain. I think we made it pretty clear where he sits. Six from me. Um, if we have to break the tie between him and Darth Vader when we get later into the movies, we'll figure it out. But for right now, yeah, it's a six for me from Paul Bettine. Ian McDiarmid is just hamming it up, and it's so glorious. I'll go from the six. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Papa Papa Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. So you can see my imperial flag in the back. <laughs> the Emperor reigns supreme in this house. Yeah. So six six from you as well, Josh? Oh, 100%. There, he was a genius. Yeah. So that's a perfect score right now for Paul Bettine. Again, Darth Vader's probably going to get the same, and we'll kind of figure it out next week uh, when we talk about Darth Vader. What As he said, his resolve has never been stronger. I, mean, I, I believe <laughs> so so yeah when we have ties um this is the same as when we get back to the marvel stuff when we rank stuff if it ends up being a tie we'll figure out some way to break it between those of us on the episode because i think it'd be more interesting to not have a tie between villains or whatever or movies um we just... make them fight <laughs> <laughs> um jump on. we'll say playing a whole fight for them yeah, so right now, Paul Bettine is at number one with the six, Django Fett with a 5.73, Darth Maul at 5.67, and Count Dooku with five. We still got General Grievous. Um, I'm gonna, I give him a 5.5. I think he's awesome as well. Um, just not at the level of Paul Bettine or Vader, obviously. Um, and the fact that he's only in one movie, but that's all I, all the negatives I have to say about him. Um, so, but I think a 5.5 is really well deserved for Grievous. So. Um, I'll give him a five. All right, Josh. Um, he's getting a five merely for the fact that from all that coughing, I can tell that he's an anti-vax kid. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so five plus five plus 5.5 divided by 3 gives Grievous a 5.17. Um, so he is officially in fourth place above Dooku. So, um, all right, so that's the villains. Uh, movie rankings. Right now we have Attack of the Clones at a 4.17, and two points below that is Phantom Menace with a 2.17. Um, Revenge of the Sith, I agree with the points that were made against Revenge of the Sith, because there are some CGI stuff with the clones and stuff, and a couple bad things of dialogue, but for the most part, it's a huge improvement again, and I still really enjoy this movie. I'll give it a 5.8. I, it's a toss-up between this and Empire Strikes Back for the best Star Wars movie, but I think what was created with Empire Strikes Back is just so iconic as well. So, um, but Revenge of the Sith at a 5.8, I think is pretty damn good. So. True. Um. Hmm. I feel like I give start like Revenge of the Sith, like a solid, like, Five. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm yeah. going based off of story, mm -hmm. and I'm giving it a hardcore 5.5. 5. Okay. Like, it's just so... I love the story. There's flaws, as in we're talking about. Like, it's... It, it has some CGI flaws. Some of the dialogue's just wonky. But based on the story, even though some of it goes really quickly, mm -hmm. it's a good story. And it's one that's believable. And I think we can tell that by, like, all of the ratings it got. This was the highest-rated prequel. And I think it's among, like, the top of high-rating Star Wars movies. I think it's, like, an 83% or something like that. It's pretty darn high, especially yeah. for a prequel. But, right. like, yeah, it's... I love it. Love the hell out of this movie, man. Yeah, so that gives it a 5.43 for its average. It is right now the highest. 
I'm sure that may be trumped in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of icon of being iconic, I definitely think some of the original trilogy definitely beats it. Um, well, Empire Strikes Back, like I said, but um, yeah, um, may, maybe Rogue One. We'll see. We'll see because we're gonna get to Rogue One next week. Um, we're gonna talk about the Darth Vader hallway scene. We're gonna talk about these characters. Uh, thwarting the uh, uh, the Empire with trying to get the Death Star plans. We'll rank Krennic on the list, and I think we'll put Darth Vader on the list next week as well. Um, so, um, and I think we'll save Tarkin for probably New Hope. Um, but I think uh, I think it'll be really really fun to talk about that this new cast of characters that came through Rogue One, even though they all die. But um, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just, we'll just be blunt. Oh, fucking die. <laughs> um, so, other stuff that's coming up. Uh, JJ and I just did Amazing Spider-Man, so we started Andrew Garfield, um, and next week we're doing Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I already rewatched and it was not great. <laughs> um, I'll just be honest there. Um, so, we'll kind of talk about that next week with uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Obviously, we'll be taking off Christmas. Um, but next Tuesday, we'll be back with Rogue One Friday. Um, we're thinking we'll do some bad movies for two weeks on a Friday till WandaVision comes out. Like we previously teased, we'll kind of cement that and let everybody know what exactly we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, and I think that's all I have to tease right now. So, uh, happy holidays from the tribe of nerds.